ever experience at this church, which the, the standard isn't exactly high. So <laughs> let, let's see where this one lands. Um, this morning, we're thinking about God's words and how God speaks to us. And uh, we're going to play a game that anyone over 35 will remember this as uh, maybe slightly older, or maybe I'm being kind to myself. Um, but a game in our youth, and uh, if we go to the slide, this was a guy that those of us maybe slightly older will know exactly who this guy is. Who is this man? Timmy Mallet. And can anyone remember the game that Timmy Mallet used to play? Mallet's Mallet. Will, you're saying it as if, you're Mallet's Mallet. Everyone should know that. <laughs> so we're going to play Alive's Mallet's Mallet. And uh, here is the, uh, the, the mallet. And uh, so I need two volunteers to kick this game off. Yeah, there's one there. Yeah, there's one there. Yeah, do you want to come, Joel? Guys, let's welcome them forward. Come on. This is... uh... Okay, so you stand there. Right, have any of you heard of this game before? Okay, I'm going to read the exact words that, that Tim Mallet used to say. And uh, I'm going to lead you in this. And this will be really funny for those who can remember it. But for you, you'll be like, this is really weird. But these are the words. He said, Mallet's Mallet is a word association game where you must, mustn't hesitate uh, or pause. Repeat a word or say a word I don't like. Otherwise, you will get a bash on the head like this. Oh, this is so cool. Or like this. Don't worry, it's not hard. You don't trust me at all, do you? There you go. Like that. And the one with the, uh, the least amount of bruises wins. So look at each other. So basically what it is, is a word association game. I say a word, and you've got to say the first word that comes into your head that's associated with that word. We're in a church, no swearing. Okay? So look at each other, and this is the weird bit. I don't know why he did this, but this is a turn around, and you've got to go, blah. Guys, you're getting so into this. I love this. Okay, are you ready? First word is school. Boring. Homework. Tired. Teachers. Up, black. One. Three strikes and you're out. Next, Grantham. St. Wolfram's. Amazing. Guildhall. Church. Wyndham Park. Alive. Bananas. (laughs) Bananas? Mate, is that the first thing that comes to your head when you think of this church? Bananas. Brilliant. Okay, next word is football. Uh, Messi. Sporty. Pause. 2-1. Okay, next one is... Swimming. Fun. Water. Wet. Swimming goggles. Hat. Swimming Swimming lanes. Up, pause. (laughs) Two all. Now, I don't mean to make you even more nervous than you already are, but the next one is out. Who gets this? Who loses this, okay? This is the decider to see who wins this round. Are you ready? Lucy Mumby. Lucy Mumby. What? (laughs) <laughs> she's out round of applause sit down <laughs> I love that 
That was just like the look of who? Okay, next volunteer or victim. Joel, you say you're the champion so far. Round of applause for Joel. Awesome. Next volunteer. <laughs> What's that? Matt Frome. Ah, oh, Matt Frome. Come on down. Let's welcome Matt down to the front. If in doubt, pick on Matt. Love it. Okay. Go on, Joel. Go on, Joel. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mallets, mallets, word association game where you mustn't pause or hesitate. Repeat a word or say a word I don't like. Otherwise, you will get a bash on the head like this or like this. And it's the one with the most bruises. He loses. Actually, that's really dangerous. I can see Matt's face. I will not do that again. Look at each other and go, bear. Awesome. And we wait for the interpretation now, Lord. No, we don't. Okay. Lucy Mumby. Funny. Silly. Weird laugh. Windmill. Youth. You. Uh, alive kids. Castlegate. Alive kids meet on Castlegate. What's wrong with that? Hang on, pause button. Does anyone think alive kids Castlegate should be accepted? No. Hey, one hill. Okay, next one is the Queen. Crown jewels. Scepter. Important. Castle. Uh, Buckingham Palace. Windsor. Posh food. Posh cutlery. <laughs> Lots of money. Ben Franklin. No, what's his name? Benjamin Franklin. Oh! Well, why is that? He's on a $100 bill in America. He's I wouldn't know that. Type of money. Okay, we'll keep going with that. Um, important job. Prime Minister. Has to run the country. <laughs> We're going to get another map for that. One, one. That was brilliant, though, Joel. You're doing fantastic. Matt, you're doing okay. Okay. Um, no, we won't go that one. Um, summer. All off. No. No. Yeah, if I don't like it, there's two, one. Okay, come on, Joel. This is it. You're going to win this one. Skiing. Snow. Mountains. Skiing boots. Ski lodge. Um, um, uh, helmet. Skis. Uh, goggles. Poles. Mountains. Hills. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, you pause now, though, John. Okay, two all, the deciding one. Oh, no, it's tense, isn't it? I'm loving it. Okay. Guitar. Jared. Strings. No. Can't think of anything. Hey! So, Joel has won, everyone. Let's a big welcome for Joel. Get to keep that. And that. I know Mallet's Mallet is broken, but you've done very well. Round of applause for Joel as he takes a seat. Not one of the best, but there you go. And the point of that game 
is that it was all about words. And for 10 minutes, I want to think about words that God speaks over us when we're feeling brokenhearted. So if you want to grab your Bibles and turn to Psalm 56, Psalm 56, I'm going to read a few verses from this incredible Psalm, Psalm 56. And we're thinking about the heart of God for the brokenhearted this morning. This is what, what David writes in Psalm 56. Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many attack me proudly. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, they lurk, they watch my steps as they have waited for my life. For their crime will they escape. In wrath cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? And then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for for all that you've done so far this morning. But God, I I ask you to meet with people this morning now. Pray for anyone in this room who's at a point like David was, that are just overwhelmed, they're burdened, they're sad, in a sense they're brokenhearted. And I pray you'd speak over us this morning your words. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Come and speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, kids and older people, um, I'm going to speak and try and speak for 12 to 15 minutes, and that's my summer gift to you. And um, then I'd love for us just to see where the Lord's going to take this, because I want to speak about the God of the brokenhearted, the God for the brokenhearted. The whole context of this psalm is David has been on the run for Saul, from King Saul, for four years. For four years, he's woken up every day thinking, is this my last day? Is he going to be captured? Am I going to be killed today? And he's so fearful, he's run and hidden with the Philistines. And the Philistines remember who David is because I think around 16 years before this was when he defeated Goliath. And they remember David. And in this moment, he's overwhelmed by fear. And he actually fakes being, um, being uh, mentally ill. And, and so they, they send him away. And in this moment, David is overwhelmed by fear. He is broken hearted. And it's in this context of feeling broken, suffering, hopeless, overwhelmed that he meets with the Lord. And what I want to do this morning is very briefly look at five things that God speaks over us when we're feeling sad. And so kids, you may be feeling sad when you're thinking about your first day at school or going back to school. You may be feeling sad when you're thinking, what are your exam results going to be like? Or you may be feeling sad, what am I going to feel like when I go to secondary school? Or maybe you've just finished school and you're going to uni and you're thinking, how on earth am I going to keep going through that? Or maybe you're here and your smile's all on your face this morning, but in reality, your heart is broken and hurting and you're wondering where God is. And this morning, I want us to simply think of these five things that God speaks over us in our brokenheartedness. And the first thing is, he says, I see, I see. 
This is what David says in this psalm. He says, even when no one else understands God, even if I don't share with anyone else, you see exactly how I'm doing. He says in verse 8, you've kept count of my wanderings. In the midst of his brokenness, he said, God, you see everything. And then in verse 8, he uses this incredible picture of you've captured my tears in a bottle. And archaeologists have found that in the ancient Near East in David's time, what they actually found in, in tombs from that time was little bottles containing liquid. And historians argue that these bottles were what they called tear bottles. And what they would do is that in a friend, a friend was broken and struggling, their close friends would rally around them, and when they were weeping, they would capture some of their tears in a bottle as a sign of saying, we're with you, we're for you, and we're standing with you in this situation. It, it, it's kind of gross, I know, but it was such a sign at the time of intimacy and friendship and support. And here's David saying, in the midst of my brokenness, God, you've bought your tear bottle. In the midst of my brokenness, God, you've seen my tears and you've caught them. And so the first thing that God says to us in our brokenheartedness is, I see. The second thing he says is, I understand. And I love this, because God doesn't just see our brokenheartedness, but he understands what it is like to be brokenhearted. See, when Jesus walked on this planet 2,000 years ago, fully God, who became fully man, he understood what it was to walk in the brokenness of life. He knew what it was to see a close friend die and to see the hopelessness of everyone around him. And we read in John 11, the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. We see what it was like when he walked to the top of a hill and saw Jerusalem. And he longed for Jerusalem to know him. And he was so broken with the heart for that city that he wept over that city. He knew what it was, we see in the writer to the Hebrew says, that he cried out with loud cries in prayer. God understands what it is to experience the brokenness of this life. He doesn't just see... But he understands, he empathizes, he knows exactly how it feels. This is the God we walk with. I see, I understand. The third thing is I comfort. Psalm 147 verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You see, God is not offended by being brokenhearted. He's drawn to those who are brokenhearted. And so this morning, if you're here this, and you're feeling, God, I, I need to maybe get myself sorted before you accept me. The truth of the Bible is this glorious King of Kings wants you to come to him just as you are. And Jesus says in Matthew 11, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And could it be there's someone here this morning? And if you're honest, you desperately need this comfort of God. He's the God of all comfort, Paul writes to the Corinthians. And he loves you, and he's with you, and he's not giving up on you. So come to him. The fourth thing he says is, I restore. He sees, I, I see, I understand, I comfort, I restore. As Isaiah 61 verse 4 says, they shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall repair the ruined cities. And I love this. This room is full of people, including myself, whose lives have been rebuilt by King Jesus. 
that we know what it is to have the compassion of a king drawing near to us in our brokenness and saying, I love you and I died for you and I'm filling you with my spirit and now I'm wanting to restore and repair and renew you. And as people in this room, you need to understand that this is not inevitable. You're going to live in this place for the rest of your life. God wants to restore and repair the ancient ruins, as it were, in your life. And he's speaking that over you in your brokenness, in your brokenheartedness, and in your sadness this morning. So I see, I understand, I comfort, I restore the fifth thing. I told you it was quick. He says, I will wipe. And this is the glory of the Christian faith. You see, the glory of the Christian faith isn't about having an amazing life here and now. Even though you can have an amazing life knowing Jesus, even when life sucks, he is awesome. But a day is coming, we see in Revelation, when he won't just store up the tears in a bottle, but God himself will wipe every tear from your eye. That there'll be no more death, no more mourning, no more suffering. There'll be Jesus face to face. There'll be no more doubting. There'll be no faith. You won't need faith because you'll see him as clearly as you see me. You don't have faith that I'm here. You know you can see me, bless your hearts. And then a day you'll see Jesus as clearly as you see me. And I promise you in that moment, in a millisecond of seeing his majesty, we'll put up for a lifetime of, if, if you are in that place, of brokenness and suffering because he is glorious and magnificent. And he says, I will wipe every tear from your eye. And so this morning, I just encourage you, if you're in this place, hear these five words. I see, I comfort, I understand, I restore. I will wipe away every tear from your eyes. But the reality is, if you're not in that place, we will be in this place at some point in our lives. And so the question is there, are we ready for it? Are we ready to hear the word of God over our lives. And I'd love just to pray as we bring us to a land. And not just to pray, because praying isn't just. And I know we're all in sort of all ages here, and kids, you've done amazing to listen to that. But let's ask the Lord to meet with us now. So maybe just close our eyes and just be still. And maybe if you're in that place and you're struggling, just saying, God, I need you to, to meet with me this morning. I need you to restore and repair. And Father God, we're here this morning. And the simplicity of that message is a life-changing truth. The heart of God for the brokenhearted. And I pray, God, for every young person in this room. I pray that when they're feeling sad or worried, they'd hear these words spoken over them. But I pray for anyone in this room who's struggling with a moment in life that's overwhelming them. God, come. Draw near. Minister to their hearts, I pray. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. we stand together and I'll pray a final prayer over us. I feel I've said all I needed to say. I know it was really quick. 
But you know me, I don't like to waffle and go on too long. (laughs) But let's stand, and I'm going to pray a blessing over us. And then we'll have tea and coffee and be church together in the back. Because this isn't just church. Church is all of us together, isn't it? Actually, Lucy, do you want to say a final prayer for us? Father, I pray for my wonderful brothers and sisters gathered here. I pray that your incredible anointing would fall on every single one of them, that they'd be refreshed and renewed by your presence, that Holy Spirit, you'd fill them again, that you would equip them with all of your arsenal for whatever it is they're facing, whether they've got great weeks coming up or they are in the season of life that Jonas has been preaching about. So be blessed, be anointed, be refreshed by the Holy Spirit, be overwhelmed with the knowledge that he is with you and he is for you. And I pray, Father God, that you would just be with us as we go out into our weeks. In your incredible name. Amen. Awesome. Um, If you would like...